Good morning, good noon time, good noon 30, good afternoon, good midday, good evening, good night, good midnight, good midnight, th- Ooh, whatever time of day it is. I want you to know, hey, I'm Lynn Ferguson, and I approve this message. I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as Lynn Tennyson, your host here on the show, Lynn's Friends. It's a podcast dedicated to Black life in America and all over the world and music. So today I want to delve into the topic of support for Palestine and why Black people here want to, want to, want to know more while well, you just sit back, relax, why don't you grab a snack and let's jump in. Lynn's. Lynn's. May 14, 1948, in Tel Aviv, Jewish Agency Chairman David Ben-Gurion proclaims the State of Israel, establishing the first Jewish state in 2,000 years. Ben-Gurion became Israel's first Prime Minister. In the distance, the rumble of guns could be heard from the fighting that broke out between Jews and Arabs immediately following the British Army withdrawal earlier that day. Egypt launched an air assault against Israel that evening. Despite a blackout in Tel Aviv and the expected Arab invasion, Jews celebrated the birth of their new nation, especially after word was received that the United States had recognized the Jewish state. At midnight, the state of Israel officially came into being upon termination of the British mandate in Palestine. Guys, this is an excerpt published through the History Channel website titled The State of Israel Proclaimed. And it details the contentious and gruesome start of the first Jewish state in the modern world. Over 70 years, and that's 7-0, this Jewish state has embarked on a determined and insidious campaign to ethnically cleanse the land of the same Arab indigenous people of that land, pushing them out to the outskirts of Palestine uh, to what is now considered Gaza and the West Bank. Throughout these contentious years, what the Israeli occupation has managed to do to the people of Palestine can't really be described in any other way but with the words that hearken to the Holocaust, as that's exactly what this is for Palestinians who face marginalization politically, socially, economically, and spiritually every day. To start with, the laws are consistently crafted in favor of the forced Jewish majority in places like in Jerusalem, with the demographic law that mandates maintenance of at least 70% Jewish majority in the area. There are also interreligious marriage laws that ban Israelis from marrying Palestinians, for instance, all in the name of Zionism. This racist sentiment and divisionism works from the top down, with founders of Israel, like Ben-Gurion himself, claiming Jewish people must expel Arabs and take their places in the mid-1900s. Others, like Levi Eshkol, made suppositions such as perhaps if we don't give them enough water, they won't have a choice because the orchards will yellow and wither. There are anti-flag laws that are specifically dedicated to banning the raising and or waving of Palestinian flags, anti-protest laws, a ban on Arabic as a national language, and even voting rights infringement. This, coupled with the overall mainstream racist and genocidal sentiments I'm sure you've seen in recent media lately since Hamas struck back against Israel October 7th of this year, Israeli men, women, and children not shying from speaking of killing Palestinians without mercy as if they were casually asked about the weather, makes the situation a living hell for Palestinians on a daily basis. And the hatred is widely accepted. 
we've even seen Jewish people come out against the Israeli government a lot more lately as hospitals are destroyed, killing hundreds and thousands of people by airstrikes and bombs that are being dropped at rates unprecedented in history on the people with no resources whatsoever, especially in a sense to fight back against such a heavily funded power backed by the West unconditionally. People are starting to point out the differences in how parties in America, for instance, are reacting to the Palestinian crisis, juxtaposed to just about everything else, including the safety of our own children in school. Two parties, Democratic and Republican, so starkly divided, so consistently are showing unanimous support of the actual killing of babies in Palestine. But this is nothing new, as, as I mentioned before, this violence against the Palestinians began in 1948, just three years after America saved Jewish people from the Holocaust, just for them to initiate the Nakba on the people darker than them in their area. That wasn't their area, mind you, <laughs> beforehand. But it's not just the calculated ways Israel and Western media have warped stories of atrocities taking place in Palestine, like when President Biden recently announced he had seen babies decapitated by Palestinians and later had to walk that back because it wasn't true. And these lies just don't affect Palestinians, whether in America, Israel, or Palestine. Not long after Biden made those erroneous comments about Israeli babies being decapitated, a Palestinian boy in America was stabbed 26 times by the elderly white landlord who was in the process of breaking into his and his mother's home to tell them to leave amid the Palestinian-Israeli conflict news he'd been watching unfold. Allegedly, this coverage led him to break into the woman's home and attempt to murder her and her child. Unfortunately, the boy, being six years old and stabbed over 26 times, did not survive this brutal slaying. Biden allegedly spoke against this publicly, but it was too late. Not only because of what he had said about Palestinians recently that might have incited this man to go forth and do what he did, but also because for decades now, politicians like and including him have advocated for a way of keeping tabs on the Middle East by means of a state such as Israel. For decades, Middle Eastern people and Muslims have been persecuted due to the war on terror that was really just another cover for colonization of nine white countries. So the degradation and dehumanization of Palestinian people is not just contested in modern society. For decades, Middle Eastern people and Muslims have been persecuted due to the war on terror that was really just another cover for colonization of non-white countries. So the degradation and dehumanization of Palestinian people is just not contested in modern society. It's so widely supported that desecration of Islamic holy sites is treated with a slap on the wrist. This is no more evident than in the case of the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem. August 21st of 1969, Dennis Michael Rowan intentionally set fire to Al-Aqsa Mosque, the third holiest site in Islamic culture and an over 1,300-year-old temple. Rowan claimed he was ordered by God to build a new church for Jewish people on the rubble of Al-Aqsa. Despite this admission, the criminal was able to return to Australia after making an insanity plea. Now, Israeli support goes further than just anti-Palestinian sentiments, as there is a lengthy list of both Jewish and non-Jewish reporters and scholars who have been dismissed for advocacy for Palestinians or criticism of the Jewish state. We've got Mark Lamont Hill with CNN, 
Nathan J. Robinson of The Guardian, Roger Waters of Pink Floyd, Jewish American uh, reporter Katie Halper of The Hill, Emily Wilder with the Associated Press. Even the ACLU criticizes the far-reaching Anti-Semitism Awareness Act as unconstitutional as a defined speech that applies a double standard for Israel or denies the Jewish people their right to self-determination as evidence of anti-Semitism. Um, and that's according to Wahid and House, 2018. Uh, Arizona has a state law requiring contractors to sign documentation promising not to boycott Israel. And that's according to the ACLU of uh, Arizona uh, in a statement they released in 2017. The living conditions for Palestinians in Palestine are worse than anything I've heard of outside of chattel slavery. Jewish settlers actively set up their housing, in some cases atop Palestinian homes, dropping their waste upon them and leaving them to suffer disease, discomfort, and even death in the worst of these cases. Gaza is an open-air prison with 97% of water considered unfit to drink by the UN. Half of the Palestinians are children, most are jobless, and almost all live in impoverishment. Food is regulated to starvation levels along with other resources like electricity by the Israelis. The recent attack of the hospital in Gaza is not the only time innocent people and internationally protected institutions were struck by the Jewish state. Asherok, journalist tower was bombed in 2012 and in 2021 due to topics covered by the entities it housed um, and that's according to martin 2021 even humanitarian aid is banned by the israelis in may of 2010 a gaza flotilla was boarded by jewish soldiers and many people were executed on the spot who were just bringing aid to palestinians Now, before I get into my commentary, I do want to let you know that I do have sources for a lot of this. You all should look into them to get a full scope for yourself of what exactly is going on with this conflict. And those include D. Scheinlin from 2023, titled Israeli's 16-year blockade of Gaza failed. Was it really the only option? That's through hyrex.com, history.com. Their articles titled State of Israel Proclaimed regarding May 14th, 1948. And that was put out February of 2010. Then August of 2023, C staff put out Alexa's Burned. So those are my sources for um, some of this information. There are a few more if you'd like those, I could include them when I publish this episode. But I guess one of the first things I should get into, seeing as I am a Black woman, is what exactly are we doing? Why are we as Black people talking about this, worried about this, fighting this fight? And the answer is simple. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Colonization is colonization. Are you going to let it stand? day there's this notion in the black community that if we 
just keep to ourselves and worry about our own issues. You know, issues we've definitely propelled forward. You know, our ancestors and, and we here on this earth today, you know, despite people focusing on Black issues solely and then other people focusing on all-encompassing discrimination and racism. But I guess the best answer to that question is racism is rooted in anti-Blackness. Everything that we deal with when it comes to discriminating against any group of people, it's all intrinsically linked to anti-Blackness. That's just what it is at the end of the day. It all comes down to anti-Blackness because, I mean, it's the same reason that there are caste systems set up all over the world in South Africa, in America, there's colorism. In India, there's a caste system where the lighter you are, the better. The better opportunity, the better treatment, the better expectation of quality of life. It's the same thing in Northeastern Asian culture. Same thing in white culture, you know? So it's just, kind of ridiculous to think that we're going to get anywhere different than where we've gotten before as a people by focusing solely on ourselves. When the only things that we've ever been able to accomplish most of the time have been for everyone. When we've gotten legislation passed for everyone. Affirmative action. Civil rights. You know? It's really just ridiculous to think, I mean, like, we're the only group of people who has not gotten reparations. Of course, we don't need, you know, in America, of course, we don't need to rely solely on just doing for self because they're never going to allow us to do anything. We have to force every change that we want to see, you know, made. Therefore, Joining with other people and their causes is the only way that we're going to move forward. Making others who might have even been racist toward us realize that the only way we're going to be able to fight this system of white supremacy is together is the only way. And if you allow colonization to take place anywhere, it can take place everywhere. And the way that white supremacy works, it will. It already has. It's how this world has come to be what it is today. Every single place on this earth has been colonized. By white people in particular. And they say that everyone in the world has done it. No, everyone in the world has not gone over and conquered the entire world. And tried to dominate the peoples of the entire world. No, that does not happen. Only people who have ever had dreams of grandeur like that and left legacies of of the same are white people. Alexander the Great, different people throughout the Roman Empire, different people throughout European history, kings, queens, the Dutch, English people, French people. So why do we have a problem when 
children, innocent children are being murdered in Palestine under an occupation that has been ethnically cleansing the land for over 70 years since they were saved from the exact same thing. Why are we concerned when we look around and we see white people in our own country not only doing these horrible things like killing six-year-old boys by stabbing them 26 times with a knife? You know what I'm saying? Because they've been watching too much Fox News or whatever the fuck it was. But knowing that our neighbors, our classmates, our peers, who are everyday citizens just like us, revel in this. That they are excited about the murder of these people, these non-white people. And that you don't think that that translates to black people, that you don't see a connection, it's ridiculous. You will stay in your little corner as black people ever reaching for things that are unattainable for you if you continue to seclude yourself from other races who are going through the exact same thing that you're going through. You got the FBI showing up at students' residences because they dared support Palestine. People doxing them at universities like Harvard, of course, black students, you know. This world is changing. And I really just have one question for white people. And that is whether you're Jewish or you're, you know, Aryan or whatever you want to call yourself. How long did you think this was going to go? I'd love to know, like, how long did you think that this is going to be a perpetual state of white supremacy throughout the end of time? Like, did you really think that? Did you think that there wouldn't come a day when what white people have done to this world, not just a certain group of people, not just all people in general, but to the entire globe, to the entire planet, the horrible things that have happened, how we fucked this earth just as badly as people have been fucked. Excuse me, how white culture basically has fucked this earth worse than people, just as badly as people have been fucked by white culture throughout the years. I just, I mean, it, it, you've had a very long run. Like, honestly, like you've had a very long run, but it, it is, it is over. What did Halle Berry say as Catwoman? It's over time. <laughs> Guess what? It's over time. <laughs> like, seriously. It's just crazy to me. I just, I mean, I guess I'll leave it at that. Like, how long did you think this would last?